You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. Hey, guys. Zowzers. Zowzers, and welcome to the After Laugh. I'm glad we stopped doing Zowzers. Zowzers. I don't know. You got to do something, right? (laughs) I'm here with Tommy Wakeful. And Tommy, you know, I'm going to sandbag you a little bit. Okay. Tommy, you're getting sandbagged. He did not want to talk about the thing I wanted to talk about. But now that I looked at my Twitter and I saw that Ari Shafir has blocked me, I want to talk about this. Okay. So this is a big day in uh, the world. You mean ambushed? Huh? You mean I'm getting ambushed? You never heard the term sandbag? I thought sandbagging is like in UFC if you are a really, really, or like in fighting, like let's say you're a black belt and you fight with the blue belts. That's sandbagging. Yeah, but sandbagging. Because you're going to kick everybody's ass and it's not fair. But it's, so the, the phrase sandbag is literally like from, oh fuck, I should probably know what I'm talking I should probably Google it. But my understanding of sandbag, sandbag is, you know, in theaters, they have the bags that are pulleys to lift the curtain and raise okay. the curtain. Mm-hmm. So if you see someone that you don't like, say a villain. You, you drop a sandbag you drop on him? drop a sandbag on him. Interesting. So, so it's any, like a sneak attack. It's a sneak attack. That's a theater thing. It's a theater I've never thing. Heard, I've never heard that. If it's not a theater thing, we have phones. We're still not looking it up. But I'm sticking with that. Sure. Like you were sandbagged. Right. So yeah. So when I, if I go to a jujitsu place. Uh-huh. And I'm, you know, I'm basically a brown belt. Yeah. And I go and I and I put on my blue belt. People accuse me of sandbagging. Yes, that is my understanding of the term. But what I'm doing is I'm just old and I don't want to get injured. So it's my way of saying I'm taking it easy. If I go to a new if I go to a new gym, I don't want to bring my purple belt. That's old bagging. <laughs> yeah, old bag. I don't want to bring my purple belt and have like purple belts try to like ego, like rub their balls in my face. No, I want to like take yeah. a blue belt. And then humiliate them in front of their family. But you're not in like a competition. I don't think it's sandbagging. Yes. It's sandbagging if you, with the level of skill, go and win awards yes. for like a low. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you're just get trashing that. on kids. Yes. If you're a man and you identify as a woman and compete in weightlifting competitions, you could say that's sandbagging. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just like to say things just a trigger time. Gotta take it there. The woken. So, um, I, you know, this kind of bums me out about the Ari Shafir thing because um, I can't read the quote. I can read it. You can read it? You can go back? I've been blocked. It's crazy I said that he blocked very you. very nice thing to him. I said, Ari... When did he block you? You're smart and talented. I think you should delete this post because it... Um, oh, damn. He went private on Twitter. Oh, so he went private for everybody. He was getting hated on, hated yes. on. Yes. So Dude. let's back up for the people who don't, because, you know, we, we live in this weird bubble of comedy that we think everyone else in the world understands and knows and knows about, and they really don't. So let's Tarantino this a little bit and go back. So this week, this past week, today is um, uh, whatever, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, let's say Wednesday. And Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash, which everyone knows about, on Sunday morning, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, him and his daughter and another family and a pilot, nine people died. It was an awful thing. But of course, the thing that people were really reacting to was Kobe Bryant's death. For some reason in LA, I'm not an, uh, a Los Angelino 
per se. I've only officially lived here for two years, but it really resonated with a lot of people, and people were really upset. Upset in a way that kind of shocked me. Kobe is a hero. Kobe is city. a hero. He is the man. He is the man, and he was sort of a, a staple of everyday life in L.A. in the sense that you'd see him around, you'd see his jersey, you know. Um, now, of course, the he, greatest Lakers era of the modern age. You know? Yes, I mean, yes. Um, he was uh, he was a formidable player. He was super competitive, and of course, not without controversy for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, now, my, my issue with people who are making jokes about Kobe Bryant now, I'm kind of like, well, you know, he was alive for a long time. You could have been just, if that was your whole thing, if your whole thing was that Kobe Bryant was an alleged sexual assaulter or alleged rapist, right? if that was your thing and that's the mountain you want to die on, then make it your mountain you want to die on. And actually, then your cause should be for women's rights. Your cause should be about ending the culture of silence, your cause should be about end, ending rape culture. Make that your thing, right? So Ari Shafir goes on Twitter and he posts, do you know what he posts exactly? Do we not have it? Uh, I'm trying to look it up. I typed I in Ari Shafir on Twitter because I know somebody has a screenshot, but it's just like, ooh, people are mad. Yeah. Well, because Black Twitter saw it and Black Twitter is a whole other thing. Yeah, man. Um. They have their own community. Oh, here it is. Kobe Bryant died 23 years too late today. He got away with rape because all the Hollywood liberals who attack comedy enjoy rooting for the Lakers more than they dislike rape. Big ups to the hero who forgot to gas up his chopper. I hate the Lakers. What a great day. Hashtag fuck the Lakers. Okay, so let's address a few things about that. I want to read that one more time for people who don't who, who didn't... Um, Kobe Bryant died 23 years too late today. This is Ari Shafir. He got away with rape because of all the Hollywood liberals who attack comedy enjoy rooting for the Lakers more than they dislike rape. Big ups to the hero who forgot to gas up his chopper. I hate the Lakers. What a great day. Hashtag fuck the Lakers. This is at 3.03 p.m. on the 26th of January. Now, look, there's a few things about that. that are, are problematic is, is the best word, word I can say, problematic. Number one is, um, I mean, I never, I'm never a fan of celebrating anyone's death, number one, no matter what their history is, you know. I mean, maybe if, if Harvey Weinstein died or Bill Cosby died, would that be okay? I don't know. I, you know, I, I just think it's a bad thing in general. But it's also not really funny as a tweet. Doesn't, there's not, not even a lot a joke. of yuck yucks. There's no joke there, really. I saw other people have funny tweets that felt like they weren't disrespectful. Well, one of one of them that I guess is hacky, but made me titter a little bit. It was like, oh, it looks like Kobe Bryant finally passed. Yeah, I saw that. Which is, eh, you know, yeah. but it's not that. Right. You're not attacking. No, 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 no. Now, the issue with this one is this chopper killed, there were four kids in that helicopter and mm-hmm. then obviously innocent people who were obviously were never accused of rape so you're saying big ups to the guy who forgot to fill the gas tank for the chopper so you're celebrating the death of all of them indirectly and this is at 3.03 p.m. meaning it was uh, long after the news had come out of who had died in that crash it wasn't like right when it happened you just heard Kobe Bryant and he reactively wrote that so I don't I guess my question is this and this is what I wanted to talk about as a comic 
what is too soon? What is the nature of too soon? Is there such a thing as too soon? Or is it just that the joke has to be good? Like, did someone write a joke about Kobe Bryant that was not too soon? It is, I know that when Kate Spade died, and how she died? Was it suicide or something? Or was she another suicide? Kate Spade in New York, the fashion designer? I don't know. A female is. comic who I follow on Facebook, posts on Facebook, she said, I wonder if Kate Spade is going to be hauled out in a Kate Spade body bag. <laughs> okay, you laughed. Right. It was the day of. Right? Now, I I unfollowed her. That was my big social justice stance. Wow. I just said, bravo. Oh. I know. <laughs> Do you have a medal for me? <laughs> so, because I just thought, that's fucking dumb. That's just like, you're. it just felt like opportunistic to the to the point where I didn't understand why. And so Ari Shafir, he's posted this. And he also posted a video. And the video was him in front of the Charlotte Hornets uh, stadium. Yeah. He goes, you know, Kobe would have died if he'd been stayed with Charlotte instead of getting drafted to Lakers. And he sort of re- repeated a, ver- a variation of what you just read there. Um, I mean, here's the thing. He's clearly trolling. Yeah. Like, this is like he's saying it because it's horrible and he wants to get a rise out of people. I don't think he. I mean, he might really feel that way, but I think his intent is to troll. I don't think that makes it right or cool what he did. It's kind of fucking annoying and immature, but... Do you think it's just his way of going, I'm doing shows in Charlotte, North Carolina. This will move tickets. I think he's just trying to get attention, and he's using the death of an icon. I think most of the people tweeting about Kobe Bryant in a negative way are just trying to get attention. Yeah. For what their cause, their show, whatever, right? Yeah. They're like, this is a huge event. It's topical. If I tweet about it, it's going to do numbers. Yes. Because so, you could be a sort of unknown person living in Topeka, right. washing dishes for a living, and get a right subtweet, and all of a sudden get thousands of likes and retweets. And it, Exactly. I saw a lot of people get big numbers off of it, and I'm like, it just feels like the criticism is done in bad faith at a bad time. And it's, it's, I don't know, especially for somebody who lives in L.A., it's like, I don't know, what are you doing? It's, yeah. It's just stupid. Yeah. There's a lot of things that this whole, well, Kobe Bryant's death and Ari Shafir sort of subsequent tweet bring up. First of all, you have the East Coast v. West Coast thing, mm-hmm. which is I'm a New York, because I guess Ari is now a New York comic. He doesn't live here anymore. Oh, really? So he's an East Coast New York comic. And there's going to be a bunch of edgy New York comics who are going to like s- sort of because he's get LA what he, what he wrote because it's like oh yeah, he's because then you have the race thing, mm. right? And then you also have a Jewish man attacking a black man, which is a whole other subcategory of of weirdness that I can't even speak to. And then you have uh, is it too soon for comedy? And then you know, on top of it, you have the Me Too movement. Now, one thing that I thought about the Ari Shafir tweet, if he if he'd written that in his whole timeline was all about if his whole timeline was all about how he's protecting women's rights and he wants <laughs> he wants rape victims to be represented and he wants rape victims to get their comeuppance or whatever it is i mean get their justice then i'd be like okay fine that's your thing man that is your thing yeah but that that's ain't not what it his is. thing nah. but that's not his thing so then my point is asking you yeah. so what's the point why would he do it because you're trolling. saying just attention he's a troll and trolls going troll Trolls go troll, but does he always troll? Is that his? his yeah, probably. Thing? I think that's mostly what it. Like, uh, like whenever something happens, Anthony Jeselnik has like a dark joke on it. You know yeah. what I mean? 
I'm assuming he's in a similar lane. Like Jesselnik tweeted, uh, I believe that James Corden got renewed on a new show, and he and he goes, uh, "Oh, great! This day gets even worse," or something like that. Okay, you know, so that's very indirect. Yeah, first Kobe, kind of, now this, you know. Yeah, I think it's. I don't know how I feel about that. I know that sometimes the too soon stuff is great, and sometimes. But too like soon, even he is arm's length from it when he's tweeting on it. Who? You know? Jeselnik? Jeselnik, you know? Well, here's the difference between Jeselnik and Ari Shavir. Prince of Darkness out there. Jeselnik is a, is a joke writer. Yeah. What he's known for is writing jokes. Mm-hmm. Dark jokes, one-liners, jokes that are real, jokes that are fiction, doesn't matter. But that is his that his forte. That's his brand. Almost like when Kobe happened, like people are going to look to Jeselnik to say something funny for it. Ari Shafir has never really been a joke writer. He's more of a storyteller. I don't know. I mean, he's, he, a, he's put out several specials and I know, did a whole storytelling like, show. He's a storyteller. He's, and he's known for being pretty offensive. Like pretty he offensive. had The Amazing Racist. That was like the first thing that That's he got famous true. for. I mean, he has a history of being an edgy comic. I guess my point is like I, I, I'm struggling to find out why. And I know you're saying it's troll and you want attention, but I'm like, here's a guy who's successful. His own show. He had several specials. He has his own show on Comedy Central. This is not happening. He had the, under Joe Rogan's fucking awesome season wing. So he has a lot of, lot of followers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and respect, I'd say, in the comedy world. And I oh, think, totally. And I've never seen a comic say something where I've seen other comics kind of go after him. Go, dude, what the fuck are you doing? This is like loveless and not empathetic and whatever you're whatever you say it's for is bullshit and then he said that he was hacked he said no was that hacked. was trolling that was same oh, he was same exact sarcastic? thing same exact thing as the first post wow both posts were sarcastic and trolling and the I, video is the same line i guess i just don't know i mean once you find out that that kobe bryant's daughter died why i always feel once kids are involved yeah uh, you're just, right but i think he exists in this sphere of the internet that I would refer to as like irony poisoned uh-huh. where people are so removed from reality that they'll just say anything because they're existing in this internet of, yeah. of it's like a comedy meme world. Yes. And they are emotionally disconnected from everything they're posting. So they'll say anything. So there's a lot of people they like literally that. have the permission. And what's weird, everyone about that, in my generation, it's like that. Really? Kind of. You would never do that. No, I would never do that. But I I know people who are like that. I think there's a part of me that's a little bit jealous of that type of abandon and a little bit confused by it because although I'm like, yeah, man, I say what I want. I'm all about free speech. I'm all about the First Amendment. Say what you want. The comedy stage. Comics are the last bastion of free speech. It, like, we got to hold the fucking line for free speech because if we don't, But there's a point where apart. it's like, oh, you're just being a sociopath. Yes, which is a lot of comics. Yeah. Who are sociopaths. I mean, needless to say. So, um, yeah, so I, I guess I was a little bit a little bit sort of confused, maybe a little bit envious that, that he, he had the presence of mind to say where the fuck he wanted and not worry about it because I would never do that. Yeah. Even now, even my like v- vaguely inoffensive tweets, I'm always worried they're going to come back and bite me in the ass. So there's something about... And, like, I don't believe in the idea of comic censoring themselves. I don't believe in the idea of too soon. But I also kind of go, this is, something's fucked up. I'll give you an example. When, when 
there was a shooting years ago. I don't know if you know Russ Maneev. He was one of my favorite comics. Mm -mm. But it was 2005. One of the shootings. One of the many shootings. And he said, uh, he said, oh my God, that awful shooting and and whatever was Florida today. You know how many MySpace friends I lost? And at that time, Mm -hmm. it was just funny to me. Sure. Maybe being in New York, being removed from it, I didn't know anybody, so it felt like a victimless crime Mm -hmm. to say that. Um, But it did make me laugh about something that's obviously very tragic, and I think that the, the point of comedy is to make tragedy more palatable for a lot of people, right? Right. So where is it? Li- where where is the too soon argument? I mean, I think if he had had a punchline on it, it would have been different. And I'm yeah. not. I don't really care if anyone's canceled or whatever. I'm. It's like, <laughs> I, I just think, like it's a bad take. It was a bad thing to post. I don't think he should. I mean, he doesn't really. Well, he he back. To, he, he already does stuff that's cancel worthy all the time. So let's talk about cancel culture because I think you'd have a take on this. I want to hear your hot take. Mm. Um, Joe Rogan supported Bernie Sanders. Yeah, he endorsed him. Mm-hmm. Right now, Joe, I guess, is the biggest podcaster in America, maybe the world. I don't know what the numbers are. Right, but one of them. So, um, Bernie Sanders. The Bernie Bros, which you're officially one now, now that you've reneged on Andrew Yang. I haven't reneged on Andrew Yang, but I'm just like going for Bernie because he's going to win. <laughs> uh, oh, we should make a bet right now for the podcast. For oh, the I'll listeners. bet. I'll bet on Bernie. You'll bet on Bernie? I'll he's bet on gonna, Bernie. He's going to win the general? Yeah. He's going to win the whole fucking thing. He's going to win the whole fucking thing? I'll bet you 200 bucks right now. Okay. Deal. Deal. We're shaking. People, listen to this podcast. He says Bernie... By the way, this is the good bet to take for me yeah you know what i mean it's so, a good bet um, to take for me too damn you're damn you're confident yep i think uh i think the general i don't know maybe the primary i know more shit's going on down trump as we speak <laughs> but keep in mind if trump gets impeached we got pence and the republicans are going to going to galvanize behind him. i said rally i meant rally behind oh all right fine but anyway pence is the most boring so, flat candidate of all time which is and it's going to be trump it's going to be trump Okay, we'll see. So now a lot of Joe Rogan got a lot of flack, or Bernie got a lot of flack for retweeting Joe Rogan's endorsement because yes. they're like Joe Rogan is a transphobe. transphobe. Is transphobe was that the main thing? That's the main thing. So the main issue against Joe Rogan by the woke Twitter sphere is transphobia. Right. Is there other stuff? It's also like sexism because he doesn't believe in the wage gap. And, and it's also because he gives a platform to certain conservative voices. Like yes, he has Milo ben Shapiro, and Ben Shapiro yeah. on the podcast. But he's also had a ton of like the same curiosity that had him have those conservatives on. I mean, he had like uh, Kyle Kalinske, Bernie Sanders yeah. on the podcast. I mean, he has a whole bunch of left wing people too. And he is probably, he is. M- mostly liberal i mean i think he yeah. said that he's only voted democrat his whole he's life. relatively neutral i don't see him as being a huge issue i think he's like a lot of americans yeah where he's curious about issues he has his own opinions on various yeah. ones and the good th- the thing about so you look at someone like ari shafir and joe rogan in terms of hashtag cancel culture mm-hmm. right joe rogan because of his podcast is it's he's basically his own studio yeah. He's his own Fox studio, his own Warner Brothers, right. whatever the fuck it is. You and it's untouchable. Him. So the only way that you can cancel him is pulling uh, advertisers. 
Sure. He has so many advertisers. So even if a few pulled, he could lose some revenue for sure. But then it could be replaced by conservative revenue, he could, conservative advertisers if he wanted it. So um, I don't think he, any of his takes are that hot. I think he says that trans mm, trans women shouldn't be able to fight or play sports. Like That's his main thing. And that's why people are mad at him because when he's talking about those issues, yeah. he says things like, it's a man. And yeah. people are like, that's not, it's like, yes. you know. Did you hear the podcast with Ashley? Ashley Evan Smith, the UFC fighter? Uh, I don't know if you listened did, was to he it. on Rogan? We posted it. No, Ashley oh, was our on podcast. our podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got some, some fancy people too. No, yeah, I know that Ashley one. was the first, I don't know if you listened to it, she was the first right. female to beat Fallon Fox mm-hmm. in an MMA fight. And Fallon Fox is MTF trans. Yeah. So, and she talked about it because, of course, she was interviewed all the time. And her take is, listen, um, I'm all for it. I'm all for people. But the way that he, Fallon Fox hit me was different than the way other women hit me to the point where I was worried about my safety. Mm-hmm. So, once you have safety involved as an issue, yeah. then you should definitely draw some lines. I get it. So if it's not safety, then what about weightlifting? There's no safety issues with having a MTF trans weightlifter. I did a joke in Houston. I don't know if I've talked about this in the podcast. Where, um, and meanwhile, I'm in Houston, so I'm like, this is going to be a fairly moderate slash conservative place. And I said, and there's a case in and uh, I think it's somewhere in Texas where there's a female track star. Yeah, and she was complaining in the news about. Uh, high school trans athletes. I, I think we talked about that. We did talk about that. Mm-hmm. I said the joke, and these this couple left, and the mother because oh. they had a trans uh, yeah child. Yeah. So, but that's again. I look at that and I go, "Could I be canceled for making a comment like that?" Like yeah. making a comment. But what is the comment that's offensive? How is that transphobic to say that trans people should it's, not compete? It's in not sports? that. It's just that anything you say that can be taken out of context and put on the internet in a bad light, in bad faith, yes. can be retweeted and anyone on Twitter who's seeing that clip of the video, I mean, that's yeah. what happened to that uh, Shane Gillis guy. Yeah, They took the worst clip of a podcast he did a year or so ago, put it on the internet, everybody heard it and said, oh, this is what the person posting says it is. Yes. He is as bad as we could possibly assume and we'll never associate with him and we'll call for him to be banned. Which, Which is why sometimes, like, I don't want to talk about anything. Yes. Because you know? there's no reason. If I don't need to comment on certain issues, I don't have to. I can just be I neutral. Get that. But do you think you that's know? a good way to go about your life as a, as a creative and an artist and a comic and someone who's speaking the truth is to not say shit because you're worried about being canceled? I mean, that seems like... I think it's really... smart. <laughs> I think it's smart from a business perspective. Yeah. I think there is no reason for me to have a take on things I don't understand if there's a danger to my career. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess so. What am I gaining from talking about it? Nothing. Yes. yes. I'm not gaining anything. That's why you get so nervous whenever you want to talk about anything. It <laughs> is, because I would never go on record. I don't necessarily have the right... I don't have anything to add to it. But you do, because you have a I very... I have something to lose by talking about yeah, it, but, but I don't have, have anything very, you to You have a add. very intelligent, measured take on what this stuff means, what it means right. for, like, you know society writ large and that's fine and sometimes shit it like changes like the perspective of the nation changes in five years if it was something i was really passionate about then i'd be like oh i care about this side of yeah. the issue i 
care. You know what I mean? Like I'm passionate about campaign finance reform. I'm passionate about Medicare for all. You know what I mean? These are other issues, but the, the trans thing, I'm like, society will figure it out i hope all the people who have been suffering don't suffer anymore and are able to figure it out but i personally you don't have a dog in the fight i don't have a dog in the fight other than i hope that people who have been oppressed are no longer oppressed yes in terms of like the athletes thing i think it makes sense that if people are getting the shit beat out of them because there's an unfair advantage that shouldn't be happening. Yeah. But I don't, I don't, what, what can I do about it? Yeah. I see both sides. I think I agree with the side that says like, oh, it's unfair if people are getting their skulls fractured. Yeah. By fists, you know. Yeah. That seems unreasonable. But also, eh, I don't, I don't watch, I don't yeah. watch UFC. Well, there's also, there's also, well, there's also a theory just in general that comics are the people at the front line to sort of be a vanguard for what is acceptable and what isn't acceptable in terms of in terms of free speech. Like we are at the forefront of what you can and cannot talk about. Right. And some people push up against it, like Dave Chappelle and Bill Burr and people like that. And maybe Ari Shafir, who knows? Sure. And then there are people who so do you do you see a duty as a comic to kind of like be at the vanguard of what that means? Or is that just over speaking a bullshit idea that some comics at a late night talk show that sounds good as a soundbite? I think that mostly comedians feel that way. Yes. You know, like, uh, and then like people on YouTube who are huge comedy fans. Yeah. Because they are hearing what they want to hear repeated. And I think comics are good at that. They're good at opening up a discussion and tickling the kind of dark id of society mm-hmm. that we're uncomfortable talking about. Yes. Like that is one one flank, one wing of comedy. But then there's also like Jim Gaffigan. You know what I mean? Yes. Who's just funny. Who's just funny. And he's never going to say anything that's going to make people go, I can't believe he said that about Pop-Tarts. Right. I like I like comedy that ultimately brings us all together at the end. Yes. I mean, that's just my... You mean an audience that just has a good time. Right. I, I love a joke that is controversial, but in the end, everyone kind of feels, oh, wow, I feel like we're closer together than we were when he started that joke. I don't necessarily like some comics who go up there and just... But then I do like others. So, like, I like Patrice O'Neill. He's very divisive. Yeah. Because I think that sometimes... I like Patrice because he sometimes he has a very um, blunt male perspective that when by the time his bit ends, it's like maybe if you were a female in the crowd, you have heard the male perspective now in a way that you never heard it before to where you can now understand maybe your boyfriend or your husband in a new way. Yes. Like, oh, this is how they feel, but could never put that in their own words. Yes. Right. So. I think sometimes maybe for like uh, maybe even like the trans argument, sometimes maybe a comedian talks about it on stage Mm -hmm. and then they might hear that and say, oh, now I understand this is how they feel. Whereas before I didn't understand that because it's been articulated by this comedian who spent 
like a month working this out. But I, in this particular case, it's like, I think they know how we feel and they just don't agree with us. So it's like, yeah, what, like if your bit isn't adding anything to the conversation and it's just retreading the shit that we already know, then I'm bored by it. Yeah. It's unnecessary. Yeah. And that's how I feel. I think what bugged me about the Houston thing is the fact that it was something in the news I was talking about. I didn't say anything negative. And the punchline is like, imagine a poor girl. You know, I said, I don't think you should have trans, transracial sports. I think it's unfair how to compete against black kids in track growing up. Right. You know. Um, so what bummed me out about it is at the uh, at, after the show and the mom's like, hey, listen, I should talk to you about what happened and why some people left during your set. Um it bummed me out that the that the the woman who was, you know, MTF trans mm-hmm. with her girlfriend didn't stick around after the show or, or or even left and didn't because I kind of feel like we're all the same like we're in the same tribe. Like we're misfits, we're fucking losers, we're weirdos, we're outside of the matrix. We're the right. ones that you can talk to about it. We're not politicians. We're not Congress people. We're, I'm not a Republican. She can come to me and be like, hey, just so you know, when you say that, maybe there's a way to talk about it in a way that feels more inclusive, trans-inclusive. And I'm still trying to figure that out. Because yeah. my Caitlyn Jenner, but I'm telling you, Tommy, trans people fucking love it. Right. Many trans people, after the, it was posted on the Laugh Factor Instagram, try to fuck me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and, and I was like, I was terrified they were going to come after me. They supported it wholeheartedly. Way. And then I do the vegan bit, which is just about how vegan food's funny, and then I get attacked by vegans like death threats. So sometimes I don't know where the line... Different groups are sensitive. And I would say, I mean, comics are sensitive. Comics are fucking so sensitive. Have you ever said, have you ever posted anything, tweeted anything, said something, did a joke, where you're like, man, this joke could be something, theoretically, that could come back and bite me in the ass? Maybe not. Maybe not now. But I could see in the future, a context could change. I, I tell you what, I was watching. Here's the thing: my parents raised me to be incredibly paranoid and incredibly careful about what I put on the internet and what I put out about my public image. Like from yeah. day one, they were like, yeah. "Never put any personal information on the internet. Never say anything that could get you in trouble." Oh like, wow! And that that lives within sure me, of that course. paranoia. Yeah. So I'm I'm very careful. But even like, I posted this sketch in college that I made. It was a comedy sketch, and my buddy played a character, and it was like a gay character, and we had him throw glitter. And uh, and looking back, I guess that is kind of like a stereotype type joke, right? Yes. But it wasn't it wasn't negative towards him in any way. But it was like a gay character throwing glitter, and. He applied for a job as a teacher, uh-huh. and someone looked up <sighs> his name on the internet, saw his comedy sketch that he did with me. He's not even a comic. He's just a filmmaker, and we had him in the sketch, and he didn't get the job. So he was like, can because you Because of that explicitly? Mm-hmm. And you're like, can you please take that down? And I was like, oh okay. Oh, my God. So I took it down. So there is, especially, I mean, for us, it's like a little bit different as comedians, but especially for just like mainstream jobs, like... Me, even now, having tweeted as much as I have, having put as much content out as a comedian, I don't know if I could get, like, I couldn't be a camp counselor anymore, probably. Yeah. I did that one year. I had a good time. Yeah. But uh, but look, I probably couldn't do that again. Yeah. Sometimes I worry that, um, 
I wonder if I've lost jobs. I, I, well, I know for a fact I've lost jobs for stuff I've done. Did I ever tell you about the Jay Leno thing? Mm-mm. So Jay Leno used to have a segment called Jaywalking. I don't know if you remember that. It's yeah, basically yeah, yeah. man on the street. You go, I think Owen Benjamin ended up doing it. Yeah, Speaking yeah. about people get canceled. And they were considering me. Mm-hmm. And they'd looked at a, a video compilation I did when I was touring with I Hope They Serve Beer in Hell where I'd go around the street and I would just like fuck with people on the street. Right. And it was edgy and it was dirty. But it, but I, I sent a clean version to like NBC. Mm-hmm. They were interested. They're interested. And then one day, uh, I'm waiting to hear if I'm getting it. I get a call from Jamie and he goes, buddy, what you doing? You're saying the N-word on the video. I go, what? He goes, yeah. He goes, they, 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 they won't work with you now. You say the N-word. And I'm going, when did I ever say the N-word on a video? And sure enough, there's one man on the street thing where, and my, my you. This, this is that is, you sent in? No, it wasn't what I sent in. They had to deep dive it. They had to find it. Yeah. It man. was not on what I sent them. It was a different version of Man on the Street stuff. And it was at the seven minute mark of this clip. It's not on the internet anymore. Um, but I said, and for some reason, look, this is 2009. Right, right, right. I thought it was funny then. Mm-hmm. I said, there was. In the movie, I hope they serve beer and hell, Tucker has sex with a little person. Okay. It's one of the plot points. Yeah, yeah. Stupid plot point based on a story that he told in one of his books. So, and there is a little person there mm-hmm. at the um, at the show or something. And I said, oh, a serendipity we have it. We have a midget. And I go, oh, I'm sorry. That's not PC. We should say midget. I think the proper term is, I said, height N-word. Okay. Um, so hype man. Mm-hmm. Um, which is based on an old stupid elementary school joke about calling Canadians snow N words or Eskimo right, 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 snow right. N words, you know, that type of thing. Sand N words. Sand N word. I have heard this. Right. So I just said a height N word. Right. Um, referring to a little person. And that was it. Mm-hmm. Lost a job right away. Now, and I get that. I definitely should have removed that and been wiser. Sure. But now I look back, I go, there must be stuff that exists currently that is out there that not nearly as bad as that, but it just takes one executive to see and go, mm, I don't want this guy on my show. There's, a, there's another version of you who doesn't do that. There's another version of you who doesn't have the podcast that ruins the show. It, it's just a financial thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's like... So, or my audition was bad, but I'm not accepting that. It's because no. they saw my stuff. Um, <sighs> That's the game, baby. Tommy, this stuff makes you very uncomfortable. It makes me it. very uncomfortable. And just because it's like, uh, this shit is so hard, making it in comedy. Yeah. It's so fucking hard. Yeah. Why would you kneecap yourself? You know what I mean? Why would you <sighs> yeah. take away anything? Why would you not give yourself the best chance to succeed? For what? I, I agree. I agree. What do you gain from it? I agree. I think that's good advice. I think that when I was... Unless you want to make that your thing. Yeah. It's either your thing or it's, or it's not, not your thing. thing. There is no middle ground. You can't just dabble in... Yeah. You know what I mean? When I was coming up in comedy, I was coming up in New York at the Times Square Laugh Factory. And it was very urban, very... A lot of tourists, very mm-hmm. urban. And it was like kill or be killed. You know, it was almost right. like Chocolate Sundays back sure. in the day. That's where awesome. You, you can't go up there and just be... I mean, there were comics who were great comics who would go to the Times Square Laugh Factory and eat a dick because 
these people wanted fast, furious, hard, blah, blah, blah. Sure. It's very urban. So um, coming up that way, it was I found that the low-hanging fruit and the – and even if it's not low-hanging fruit, just the stuff that hit really hard was w- would give me the best instant gratification, the best feedback. So yeah. and, I, and I started after you. I, I, I didn't start comedy until I was 28. Um, so – and I think it was I think it was a bad idea because right away it it set me on a path of being blue, mm-hmm. being dirty, which I've never but fully derailed probably, from. It probably made you also funnier. Like I don't necessarily. I mean, people who listen to this probably are like, "Oh, he'll he'll never be funny. His jokes probably <laughs> suck. He's probably a fucking pussy up there. He never says anything offensive." Well, well, well get out of comedy. You know what I mean? People think about you. No, just, I'm just like they I'm just you. now I'm re I'm reanalyzing everything that I've said so yeah, far. Yeah, and I don't I don't mean like don't ever be offensive. I just mean in terms of like internet stuff, ah, it, it's hard. I don't I don't know. My perspective has shifted back and forth. Yeah, because I just uh, like shit changes so much. Yeah, 2016 everything changed. Yeah, I agree. Things I, will probably shift back, and people will want. More offensive mm-hmm. stuff. I was listening to Bill Maher the other night, and he said, and someone said, I think it was... Uh, he said the N-word on his show. Yes. And I toured with Jay Moore. He says it during his act all the time. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's quoting. He's doing a character. Right. So it but has, he's still... Like, but still, he knows what he's doing. And... Um, I, yeah. <laughs> but people don't... But he's also very unapologetic. He is who he is. He isn't hiding, hiding the ball. He doesn't he, give Shit. He doesn't give a shit, and so he's it is what it a is. super talented comic. So I disagree matter. with it, but it's his act, it's um, his life. But Bill Maher said talk, he was talking to who's Nancy Pelosi, mm-hmm. and Nancy Pelosi said, "Oh, well, you know, she wanted sort of to talk about children, and she referred to children as little people." And Trump said, "You mean mid? I mean Trump." Bill Maher said, "You mean midgets?" Eliciting a slight laugh from the audience. Now, to me, I do say midget in my act once sure. um phonetically it's a pretty solid word right um but i feel i'm feeling more and more like i shouldn't say it but i also feel there's something very <sighs> disingenuous when people say like i'm not gonna name the comic but there's a comic who talks about um he he's talking about mentally handicapped people and he's talking about full-on like like about retarded people. Right, he's right, not right. talking about, but he uses the word slow. Mm-hmm. And then as he uses the word slow, he goes, hey, I'm a shark. Look at me. I'm a shark. But he says the word slow. That's not a slow person. Mm-hmm. That's a very mentally handicapped person. There's right. a difference. So when he says slow, I'm like, you're being PC for the sake of being PC. It's disingenuous. It's full of shit. Right. Say but retard, if they did the joke. Say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in his defense... Like the joke isn't PC and all they did was change the word. Yes. But they're still. The joke is you're making fun of mentally handicapped people. They're still punching down. The whole the point of your group. joke is your impersonation of a general mentally handicapped person. Right, right, right. You're mocking that person. You're mocking how they fell on their, fell on their jelly beans and whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But you're saying slow. And to me, that drives me fucking batshit. Right. It, it, I guess it's all about the intent behind it. It's like. If you have a positive, like you could say uh, the R word or whatever, but it could be in a positive way, as opposed to you could say slow, but then you're still punching down. So, 
Well, when I said, I said, the joke that I that I've since retired, I talked about being corrected by this vegan I was on a date with, and she goes, "You can't say girl, uh, because it's offensive." I'm like, "Well, that's girl, true. you can't say girl, you girl." Can't refer to a woman as a girl as a uh, you can't call eh. a woman as a girl. And I go, "Ugh, that's retarded." Yeah, right. So the audience laughs. That's funny because you made it worse. So I go, oh, that's retarded. And I go, oh, wait, you can't say retard. You have to say Trump supporter. Right. So I used to say that. It was always a surefire in Hollywood with the liberal crowd. Of course, it would always work. And even I mean, when I would do Reno, it would work. But I mean, th- th- that's I like, funny I because that joke requires you to make a PC mistake so you can flip it. Yes. You know? But people have told me I was with you until you said the R word and I dropped out. Yeah. But I don't even, know how what else... You could exchange that. I just, I, I just lost a joke. You just lost and a I joke. Kind of, I, yeah. I'm at the point where I sort of agree. I'm like, is yeah. it worth it to lose people to say a word like that? Now, so that word, now the C word, I mean, I don't know how I could lose that word. Yeah. Because it's. I, I don't, and it, I haven't heard the same thing said about the C word because it's like really? half the population. Oh. You know? And also, it's like not refer to really men. punching down. Yeah. It's just like the worst thing you could say about a woman. But it's, and it's not. also men refer to other men as C words in almost every country. Right. If you English. can't say the C word, you can't say bitch or anything. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah. You can't say anything negative about a woman. If Well, I mean, that's, that's a big leap, but. My favorite joke I, I do right now is I go, I say bitch. I go, I go, what? I can't say bitch. I go, you know, hey, it's the word bitch. Cunts. Just it's a really easy, quick, sure. small joke. Ooh, escalation, Boom. baby. And people classic who, comedy. People who who hate it, they they hate me saying it. They still will laugh involuntarily. Right. I mean, that's funny. Um, so this this uh, subject has gotten sort of like all over the place. But the, we're the other all, thing we are about, about free Bill, speech. Bill yeah. Maher. Just yeah. just to touch back on that, and I just, I shouldn't like his whole thing is just like. Like to change it to midget just so that he can say the word to get a laugh because, oh, I'm not supposed to say that. That's hacky to me. Yeah. Like someone says little person and he makes a point of saying the other word just to get the laugh for that. Yeah. It's like that. It's not even a joke, man. That's just you. Oh, oh, across the line. Yeah. That's, you know what I mean? Yeah. What's funny about Bill Maher too is you look at him as he's so counter whatever he's that's it, but that's his whole thing is like I, know. I cross lines but but what's funny is that now he's starting to sound a little bit like hey kids get off my lawn oh he's been sounding like that really yeah so your generation the 24 which yeah, is you ain't gonna find many people my age that, that are, are Bill, Mar Bill fans. fans yes which is like i would love to fucking write for a show whatever <laughs> shout out you know what i mean yeah <laughs> but because I'm desperate for work, <laughs> but also uh, he's he's like he's like, what if John Stewart had less nuanced takes and yes. said the bad words? You know what yes. I mean? Forever. That's always who he's been. You know, it's interesting as I think that a lot of people. I kind of wish that John Stewart was around now to be a barometer for what's happening in society. Me too, man. Because he was he's my the barometer best. for years. He was. He was everyone's barometer. Yeah. And now there's four million John Stewarts, and none of them are as good. Yes. Whatever. Um, so everybody is trying to do John Stewart 15% of the time. Yes. <laughs> but he, he, he also struck me as someone who wasn't beholden to any corporate interests and his points of view were really his points of view. Yeah, man. I mean, maybe Stephen Colbert is close ish to that. Nah. But he's, 
Colbert is like it's the late show, and I I never liked Colbert as much. Let me just say I love Colbert. He's hilarious, especially as the as the satirical version of a conservative. Yes, because I think in reality Colbert is more in the center. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's a Catholic. I mean, yeah, he's he's genuinely religious. Very funny guy. Very talented. Huge fan. But I mean, he's not the voice of the people yes. the way that Stewart was. You know yes. what I mean? Do you think that voice exists right now in comedy? Do you think there is not some... in the same way? Like I am a liberal because of John Stewart. Interesting. Easily. Yeah. Easily. I remember. I remember John Stewart was like maybe I'm maybe I'm a comedian because of John Stewart. Yeah, I could. Buy I remember that. growing up. Especially in a conservative small town where everyone was a Republican, I used to watch John Stewart and be like, "This guy is a genius. This guy is finding the perfect weak spot to everything that everyone around me is saying." Yeah, and it makes so much more sense the way he says it. And he would just make uh, conservatives look like fools. Yeah. And uh, did you have to be closeted about your John Stewart? Fandom. No, I was ooh, I was out and open. <laughs> I was campaigning for Obama at my school, and people hated it. They tried yeah. to get me kicked oh, man, out of good the school. For you. Yeah, man. They tried to get you kicked out of the school. Not kicked out of the school, but they tried to. I was like handing out stickers and stuff, and they were like, "He's not allowed to be political at school." <laughs> That's what they tried to do. They like went to the vice principal and was like, "He's not allowed to hand out hats and shirts and shit." Yeah. <laughs> Which eh, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I was being too political as a kid, but. <laughs> I love it. But now all kids are political. I think now, when I was, I don't remember anyone being political when I was a kid. Yeah. And now I feel like now they're all political because the politics and societal sort of norms are sort of conflated at this point. They have to be the same thing. Yeah. So, um, everyone's affected by it. Yeah. Everyone's family is affected by it. I don't remember anything about politics when I was a kid growing up. Like, I didn't give a shit. No. I've, I've always been political. Yeah. Well, Tommy, I hope you do some. Hope, why don't you do political comedy? Too risky? Uh, no, too it's just boring. Ephemeral. It's just boring yeah. and hacky. What am I going to do? Trump jokes? <laughs> I do some political comedy. I talk about billionaires. Yeah. What and do you I, say about billionaires? I say that they're all criminals and yes. now I don't trust them. Yeah. And then I do jokes about what type of person is a billionaire and like yeah. what they have in their house and the type of things they might say and like why is a billionaire we haven't heard of? And I don't know. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm down with that. So, the but, other- I, but I'm not going to be like Republicans are stupid, you know? Yeah, because that's like not adding anything to the conversation. Now, here's a, here's something I want to circle back to. I hate saying the phrase "circle back." Ugh, it feels like I'm in a fucking PowerPoint meeting. Um, that's another one of your little verbal ticks. I probably have them too. Which one? I mean, you got the one. I don't say "circle back" that much, do I? You say "circle back" a really? fair amount. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I dated a girl who said that I wanted. To, uh, I wanted. To, I didn't want to do anything violent. You pick towards. up. Things from people you hang around with. All the time. I hung out with this girl for a very long time. Still do. She's a friend of mine. And she goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I started doing that. And my roommates were like, what the fuck? Where's that coming from? You keep mm-hming me. Yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I had this verbal tick from one of my favorite comics, Godfrey. Oh, he's he, so funny. Godfrey's one he's of amazing. the best. So he has this bit where he talks about um, how his friend said bye to him the other day. Yeah. On the phone. He's like, okay, I got to go. Bye. He's like, ugh. Bye. Ugh. <laughs> Guys don't say bye. Guys are like, later, dog. Peace. See ya. All right, man. You know, they never say bye. Okay, bye. Women say bye. Women are like, mm, bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah mm, bye. Bye. 
Bye's a little sassy. So I do that all the time now. I'm like, like mm, bye. bye. <laughs> yeah. But then when I do say bye, I'm like, ugh, that sounded weird. So what I want to circle back to is now we, we were talking about Kobe Bryant to start this thing with. And his accusation was long before the Me Too stuff started. Sure. Hence, cue Tommy sighing and uncomfortably looking around. <laughs> um, I looked into it a lot. I researched it. I was a huge Kobe Bryant fan. Mm-hmm. Um, That's how I was with Woody Allen. I did extensive research on that shit because I'm such a huge fan. I was like, where do I land on this? So where do you land on that? Ah. I'll tell you where I land on Kobe <laughs> so let's Bryant. Let's with Kobe. Um, I think that there's there's a few things that happen. Having been ensconced in the legal world and yeah. legalese mm-hmm. and seeing how fucking shitty it is and having been threatened to be sued for different things over my life, mm-hmm. um, I realized that it is... Uh, there's a lot of different levels. First of all, there's the accusation. Sure. Or the allegation, the accusation. And then it goes, and then it comes to lawyers. And then from there, the lawyers can either create a settlement or it goes to court. And if it goes to court, it goes to trial. And the trial, jury, judge, whatever. So um, if something goes to lawyers, that's the first step that says, like, okay, maybe there's something there because lawyers took the case. If a lawyer is taking the case, they usually think there's something there, right? The next step is a settlement. If a settlement is paid, it usually means that either there is enough there that the person being accused should pay them to stop that, whether it's true or not. Mm-hmm. So I used to think that when people would settle, like Michael Jackson and the settlements of Michael right. Jackson, I was like, well, He's guilty because he settled. But I've since learned that's bullshit. Yeah. Basically, there's hundreds upon hundreds of celebrities out here who settle like fucking every goddamn day yeah. on shit because they just don't want to go through the hassle. They don't want the press. They don't want publicity. So they go, whatever. This guy's lying. Here's $5,000. Here's $20,000. Shut the fuck Kobe up. Kobe settled for like three mil, right? No. Here's the thing. There was no settlement. It was dropped. I believe that they settled out of court on another thing for like 2.5. That's what I Something read. else? Or, or it was the same woman. I know she got money. Maybe there was, maybe, okay. I know she cr- got a couple mil. The criminal case was dropped. So right. she re- Yes, that's what happened. So she sued as a civil case and he settled. Yes. Because as a civil case, you don't need beyond a shadow of a doubt. You just need, it could have happened. So what do you think, guys? Something like that. Same reason that OJ was, you know, defense, his criminal defense won, but then he lost in civil defense. So, um. But that's the first thing. So settlement and then it goes to court. So usually if people go to court, I more and more believe this having been part of the legal system. If people go to court, I almost believe they're closer. Yeah, they're, they're usually less guilty or they're innocent. Like, why would you go to court? Why would you put yourself through that? If you're someone being accused and you go, right. fuck it, we're going to court, then I think you're probably innocent because why would you put yourself through the public harassment of a public court trial if you're a famous person with a lot of money. Yeah, I agree with that. And then if you win or not at the end. And it's very it's very and rare. And then if you settle, it's like hard to know. It's hard to know. But I think more and more, I used to think that if you settled, you were... So, Kobe, from my understanding of the Kobe Bryant thing, he was, it was dropped because they found um, multiple people semen in this woman's underwear or whatever. Um, so, I don't know if that exonerated him or what I don't know how it landed with people. I do know that 
that happened. He changed his jersey. He won some championships, and it seemed to be all forgotten, right? And all forgiven. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where the the Me Too movement stands on Kobe. I don't know where women stand on Kobe. I don't know if it's a thing that sexual do. assault survivors mostly, I believe, are anti Kobe. Yeah, for sure. Is it something that's been talked about? Has it come up? But not all thing? of them. Yeah, you know. Um, I just saw a lot of people on the internet. It's like, oh, well, he got accused of rape, therefore. Why would I be a fan? You know, but these yeah. are not basketball people. Yeah, these are people who are neutral and hear about the rape case and go, "He's yeah. off." And the other thing that goes and and look, I'm and then basketball fans reversely yeah. uh, are a little bit biased of because course. they because he is a legend of the game. And also, even more to the point, black people and black basketball fans, even more so because sure. they're looking at a history of black people being, particularly black men, being mistreated mm-hmm. by the police officers and the legal system. So they're going, Same thing happened to Tupac. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. He got accused too. I forgot that. But by all accounts, that was bullshit. Yeah. So. But maybe, but now look at me. Now I'm maybe, uh, a, you know, victim blaming or something. I don't know. I don't know. So, but yeah. if I take the side against Tupac, then I'm going against years of oppression of black people. So there's really yes, no winning on a lot no, of these issues. There is a win. So I think that um, because of that, it, the, you know, so many black men have been uh, accused falsely. Who's the famous boxer that James Earl Jones played in the movie? The very famous story of a, ah, fuck, the Great White Hope. No, what was the guy, the Great black White guy? What, James Mike Earl, Tyson? Who was the very famous boxer? He ended up becoming an inventor. Uh, in jail, Jack Johnson. Okay, right? I don't know. I don't know him. Back at the back of the twenties, I don't know any famous. He was white basically boxers. dating like a white woman, and then he was like accused of like rape or murder or something, mm-hmm. and like sent to jail. But he was like, it, it, it's pretty much proven that it was just He's complete innocent. bullshit. Right? Yeah. So that that it happens, the, man. The history of that has happened so so often that whenever so Kobe's accusation right away is going to somehow be ensconced in the veil of of, uh, of racism. Same thing with R. Kelly and Michael Jackson and Bill Cosby for a long time until the evidence becomes completely overwhelming. overwhelming. You know. So um, so my point is with this, with Ari Shafir, is the fact that Ari Shafir kind of sat behind that, like he was protecting women because Kobe Bryant's a quote-unquote rapist. That, that kind of pissed me off because I'm like, that's not your fucking... No, to me it, it felt completely self-serving. Yeah. Like he's never seemingly seemingly from what I know had done anything like that before yeah if you go down his timeline you'll see him talking about going on the women's march or, or right. advocating Me Too movements so, and also I don't know if you saw the morning show have you seen the morning show no I recommend it on Apple TV people watch the morning show it's all about the Me Too movement and it's a way it's an interesting discussion about it I think you should I think people should watch it because you know is definitely a def. It's weird that like you do a, a song like Blurred Lines, mm-hmm. and then people go crazy, or Baby It's Call Outside, and people go crazy because you're saying like, oh, this is like is contributes to rape culture because it's saying that there's a there's a gray area, right? But I mean, there is a gray re- area. And then the morning show is all about the gray area. It's literally the whole show is discussing the gray area of right. Me Too in a way that says, hey guys, we're just but we're just making art. We're just just telling this story, so it's not our point of view, but it really is their point of view. That's what's funny about like songs and stuff is that in an ideal world, there is a hardcore line. But in the way that things actually work, in the way that cultural shit actually shakes down, there is a gray area. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
at least, I mean, in any understanding between any two people, there's a gray area. Yes. There is. Even right now, there is what I think is going on and what you think is going on. <laughs> and no matter how much discussing we do, there's always going to be some level of disconnect. Yes, right? for like, sure. I don't know. I Because we, we've just had different lives and different experiences yes. and we perceive things different ways. And you look at this and go, what is Bill's point in having this discussion? What does he want out of this? <laughs> and Right. And you're going to go, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, initially, now I'm like, I'm just talking, whatever. Yeah, we're just talking. This won't come back and bite you in the ass when you become famous, Tommy, I promise. Uh, you hope not. <laughs> this part of the conversation won't even be in there. Should you be so lucky, right? Should I be so lucky? I yeah. will be. Yeah, there Give you go. Give me five buddy. years. I like it. Anyway, man, <laughs> this is interesting. I mean, was it the funniest conversation we've had? <laughs> we didn't yuck it up that much? <laughs> no. But you've also been a little bit dark these days, Tommy. People have been commenting about how you've been a little bit... People have. People have been... Is it the ladies, Tommy? Is there, is there it's a always lady? the ladies, right? I don't know. No? <sighs> it's just it's just life. I just want just want to get shit popping, you know? Okay, guys, listen. <laughs> you need to get Tommy popping. So follow him on Twitter. Cancel me on Twitter. Yeah, can't follow him on Twitter. <laughs> Blown up on Twitter, Tommy. Yeah, I have Your good tweets. Tw- Twitter's crazy. You get like <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of retweets and likes and shit like that. Yeah, but what does it mean? Hmm? What is it? What does it mean? I think you can get writing jobs from that. You can, but I'm not close to that. I got. I need like 20k before I get a job. All right, we'll see. Actually, my friend got a copywriting job at a company, and she has like 7k. A couple of viral tweets. Oh, really? From she's really from, funny. Oh, yeah. All right. Like cameo or something. I don't know. Not to blow up her spot. Oh, nice. All right, guys. Well, yeah, like I said, I, maybe next podcast we'll talk about the catfish part All two. All right. Yep, yep, boom, boom, um, boom. And guys, of course, if you have any, anything to say, any questions for me or Tommy or ideas for topics, let us know. It's the afterlife. The afterlife. Welcome to the afterlife. Or ideas for guests, too. And we can also just interview just normal people, too, right? Maybe. Like off the street? They don't have to be comics. Uh, anyways, I got to pee. All right. Guys, thanks for coming. I'm going to pee in Bill's toilet. Bye. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead and pull up a chair. <laughs>